the, the original Transformers surprised me by being moderately watchable. <laughs> and like, if I can get through Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I feel like I'm fine. All right. I don't know. Well, this is We Have Concerns. Hello, Anthony Carboni. Hey, Jeff Kanata. Uh, speaking of things that are terrible, people sometimes. Me. Sometimes people are terrible. Everyone. I was uh, noticing on the Reddit. Have you heard of the Reddit? Uh, is that like... Is that an internet? It's, oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's one of the internet. I've done an internet. Yeah. I've, done, <laughs> I've done an internet. So dude. over on the Reddit, uh, this woman who self-identifies as a 32-year-old female discovered that her husband of 34 years is a... Uh, Not her husband of 34 years, because she's no. only 32. That would mean that she was promised to him <laughs> two years, two before, years birth. before birth. Very, it's a very proactive family they have. Wow. Yeah. Um, no, he's 34, she's 32. She discovered, evidently, that he goes on the internet and uh, comments on people in a very negative way. He's a troll. He's a, your classic internet troll. A uh, racist internet troll, she oh, is no. quick to point out. And he's that guy whose comments you always shake your head at and go, oh, no. why does the internet have to be this way? Well, she finds this out. Oh, side note, she's pregnant. Oh, no. With his baby. A troll baby. Troll baby. This is like some Brothers Grimm shit. <laughs> it really is. She had to go over this uh, bridge. This is like that and- Tales from the Dark Side where the dude has sex with a gargoyle lady. Yeah. And then 10 years later, they have gargoyle babies. It's, it's what's happening. Uh, she finds out that he's the troll. She confronts him about being a troll. He's oh, like, man. uh... I don't want to talk about this. Then later he talks about it and he's like, this is how I get out my frustrations. I go out and I abuse people online. No. And she says, but he didn't say it like that. Obviously he said, that's he how I get said, out my, how I he, relieve stress. He didn't say I abuse people. He probably said the normal troll shit, which is just like, it doesn't matter. It's not serious. Nobody takes anything on the internet. Seriously. It's not a big deal. They have more important things going on in their lives. It's, I'm just saying shit. It doesn't matter. Blah, blah, blah. Yes. Yeah. You, you pretty much nailed it. And uh, she said, I'm not having that. And she, Said, get out the house. Whoa. If I found out that my significant other was like sending racist comments to people and telling kids on Tumblr to kill themselves and like commenting on your videos and saying you're terrible. Well, she does that all the time. (laughs) Some people believe that we lived in a space of like early internet where the internet was just so far removed from our regular life. Right. Like the internet was just this weird thing we did for an hour a day on dial up that it never really mattered to us. At that point in time. And so sending terrible things to people didn't really matter because you just thought, oh, well, that's just the Internet. And now we're I don't think that time ever existed. I think no matter what format, no matter what medium you say something hurtful to somebody, you've said something hurtful to somebody and it hurts. Right. Uh, But there are people that will tell you that that's not true. And I will tell you that even if you believe that that was true, so much of our life is tied up on online now that it's. Dude, it's you even can't, more not true. Yeah, you yeah. can't say, you can't just say, God, the psychological profiles of these people. Well, let me ask you this question, because have we always been able to compartmentalize into two personalities, or is that a uniquely post-internet phenomenon? Because it's I feel like people easy. go, I have this internet persona, and I have this life persona, and they can oddly keep them separate, and it's like, oh, no, 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 that's just what I do online. And I don't know if that's a byproduct of having the ability to be someone else or have we always as human beings been able to be awful sometimes and just compartmentalize that away? I don't know if it's 
being somebody else. I don't know if it's the person themselves changing, which is why I actually find trolling more disturbing. I think some people are like, it's like this Jekyll and Hyde thing. You think it's a window into who they really are? I don't know if it's a window into who they really are, but I think there is a part of us. We, you know, they've run these studies and they and they say there's only room in your brain to know and think and care about like 150 people. <laughs> you can know and think and care about 150 people and above and beyond that, like everybody else sort of sort of becomes simplified in your brain and, and abstracted, right? You can see this in our everyday lives where we where we talk about celebrities in a certain way. We talk about people in countries that we've never been to in a certain way. We talk about right. uh, Because they're an abstraction, they're not a real we're person. We're abstracting people. Yeah. And I think that's what's happening is when people are trolling, they're abstracting people because it's easy for us to do. Right. It's easy to go, this is a place where I go to play games and tell jokes. Right. This is fun for me. I'm playing games and telling jokes. Well, even anecdotally, as somebody who has engaged with a with a troll and said, hey, I, you know, I'm a person. And they respond with, oh, my God, I didn't realize. I didn't realize you would read this. It's like, well, you sent it to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, why would I not read this? It, there's this odd disconnect that happens. But that's almost more disturbing. It's very disturbing. That sort of speaks to, I don't know, it's like screaming at other drivers on the road. They can't hear yeah. you. No, that's a really great way of saying it. If you met that person, if you were standing behind that person at the grocery store, you wouldn't scream at them. But no. you're the same proximity to them yeah. inside your car. Yeah. And you're like, you asshole. You motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Drink your coffee. Yeah. Drink your coffee, bitch. Yeah. And then when you get out of that situation 10 seconds later, you're like, what happened to me? Yeah. Why did I do that? Like, Have you ever had the, the situation where someone cuts you off in traffic and you're like, you fucking ass. Oh, oh, I know you. I know you. And then just this weird, like, <laughs> I thought you were an asshole, but I know you. And now it's, you know, like brain does not compute. Like mostly when somebody cuts me off, I have a moment of just wanting to slam on the gas. Every time it's really, dude, it's, I would never act on this. (laughs) At least I don't think I would. I would never act on this officer. I would never act on this impulse, but I'll tell you like anytime somebody cuts me off or is just driving like ridiculous, I'm just like, what if I just sped up? What if I just hit him right now? Yeah. We would get into an accident and I would have to pay for the damages to their car and my insurance rates would go up. But would they learn something? (laughs) If they learned something and they never cut anybody off again, if, if all of a sudden just that fear, cause I wouldn't hit them hard, right? Like yeah. I wouldn't hit them. I just hit them a little bit. I wouldn't hit them hard enough to scare them. No, would I think they, they would, would they forever look in their rear view mirrors from then on. And I, I think about know. that and then I, I don't do it. I don't do it. You guys. Well, maybe one day I'm going to. But you know what? If you're going to do it, the way to do it. Not that I would do it, yeah. but the way to and do not it. Not that you think about not it. Not that I would ever plan no. this out not in that detail. This is something that we've sat and thought about and tracked. No. But the way to do it is not to do it where you speed up and hit them. It's to do it where you're in front of them and you slam on your brakes and they hit you because anytime anybody rear ends you. But see, then they don't understand what they did. They were following me too closely. They wouldn't understand that. Yeah. Hey, if you were going to kill your dad, how would you do it? <laughs> Wait, not that, not wait, that I've ever thought, not that I've ever thought I, about it. You've what, never thought about it, right? Never. Like you've never sat around. No, I mean, like, I honestly about, never thought about it. Yeah, you've never thought what? about like killing your, but if like, if you were gonna, like, um, if you were gonna there's no it. reason why, I mean, I don't even, like that if you experiment. were like, if you, cause our dads don't know each other. Like if you <laughs> were to kill my you dad, want my dad to kill your dad, would he? <laughs> cause then you get to keep your dad. It sounds like you want to keep your dad. I like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love this idea that there's only 150 people that we can love. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, like, hey, sorry, I dad. To, I want you to <laughs> all full. You're 151, Dad. How did you meet 150 people before your own father? That's part of the reason why I hate him so much. Where were you, Dad? I met 150 people, and you still weren't there. I counted, Dad. It's like, hey, man, I want you to introduce you to my friend Carl. He's the uh, 151st person that you've ever met. I'm sorry. His name was what? Hey, hey, man, I'm, I'm Carl. How you doing? I just want to be buds with you. Um, want to come hang out on my boat? I have this awesome boat. Hey, man, who are you? My name is Carl. I, I just met you. I literally oh, just hey met man. you right now. Yeah, cool and I invited you on my boat. Do you want to come on my boat? Oh, that's great. Whose boat? My boat. Me, I'm Carl. Dave, are you going? Oh, yeah, man, I'm totally going. This is Carl. I met him like 130 people ago. Hey, man. So, Dave, when we get to this boat, <laughs> whose boat is this? It's Carl. He's standing right next to you looking no. at you in your face. No. Yeah, man, I'm I right here looking uh, at you in your face. I don't. Do you want to do you want to high five or anything? High five who? <laughs> <laughs> Dave, man, high five. Yeah. <laughs> it's part we're very tribal. We're we're social animals, but we're also very tribal, right? And there're only a certain amount of things that you can feel responsible for at any given time, I think. Yeah. And so it may be partially that limit to keep us focused on ourselves and our family and our tribe, like that yeah. could be part of it. It could also just be part of like, look, we just don't have the capacity. Like, right. who know, like, who knows? But if I was to guess, I would say that's probably it. Because if you, if you had to stop and worry about what was happening to everyone in the world, actually, have you ever had one of those moments where maybe you're sitting in a park or in an arena at a concert or something and, and you sit back and you'd have that moment of total, not just intellectually thinking about this, but you have that moment of feeling of total realization. Every single one of these people is worried about their job, their family, they have yeah. friends, they have, and you're just sitting in a stadium of 40,000 people. I do that. And it's just too much. It's just like too much. Every time I go, uh, I fly on an airplane, taking off or landing when you can like see the entire city you're that, landing that in. That moment when the city isn't abstract and you yeah. can just make out individual and you can look buildings. at people's pools yeah. in their backyards and you can see places of business. And I go, everybody knows where their stapler is. Yeah. In that building. Yeah. Everybody's got that place where they keep the napkins. Everybody knows where to fill up the filter on the coffee machine in every single one of those places. And the people on the third floor probably don't know the people on the second floor, right. but they, they're there every day. Yeah. I mean, I know it sounds like we're teenagers and we're high or whatever, but <laughs> those that's moments, only because we're high and we wish we were teenagers. Yeah. You guys can't see it, but I'm playing with one of those tech deck fingerboards right now. <laughs> and just really, really. That's just what re- teenagers are still into, right, guys? I, I don't know. Kids, ask your parents what skateboards are, I guess. I don't. I think it's still happening. I think it's happening. I feel safe on that one. I know it sounds kind of trite and first year philosophy or whatever, but whenever I genuinely have those moments and I do feel it's a good overwhelmed kind of yeah but when you feel that you can sort of understand why your brain has to pull back yeah and on a day-to-day you just have to keep focused on who you are and what's going on i guess my thing with internet trolls is this isn't an abstraction of thousands and thousands of people Mm -hmm. this is one specific person you know you think about when an online community decides hey guys let's bomb the comments of this one person and you go whoa right. why that's just one person yeah if you were if we were in a crowd 
of 150 people and one person started yelling yeah at this person who was you know maybe they are a terrible person too there was an article about this actually earlier this week about mob mentality right how all of our thoughts about mob mentality sort of came into being a hundred years ago uh-huh. and everything like we're just going based on those publications and like a lot of uh, police forces when they deal with riots and large crowds their procedures are based on this old perception that if a crowd of people like a person is smart but a crowd is dumb you hear that right. all the time yeah and the idea is if a group of people gets together and one person starts throwing rocks at somebody everyone's going to start throwing rocks right and I've never believed that. And new research is saying that's not true. Right. Because we are a little smarter than that. But there is, I mean, there is the influence I'm of not, people I, around you. Right. And that's the thing is in that group situation, I may not stop everybody from throwing rocks. Yeah. I may look at the 150 people throwing rocks and go, whoa, guys, whoa. And then if they don't, maybe I just like slowly family guy back away. You know, right. that like Kool-Aid man. Oops. Well, well what's the, what's the <laughs> but famous? But I'm not throwing rocks with everyone. But I, I kind of don't think that's what's happening here. I, I feel like, especially in this individual case of this woman, this guy, and I don't understand it, but this guy is is getting off on some crazy highball rush of insulting people. Yeah. Like he feels joy, not by being clever, not by not by crafting the ultimate cut down. He's just spewing hate and feeling literally a at teenagers when you look at this article. Yeah, he's spewing this repugnant diatribe and yet feeling some sort of joy or relief from it. And I just don't fundamentally understand why that feels good to him. I mean, you read a lot of these comments and the oversimplification is like guy obviously feels powerless in his own life. Maybe it's the stress. Yeah. And there was somebody in the comments who actually said, hey, I want you to know that that my husband was doing this, too. After we had our kid, I never confronted him directly about it but i asked him if he was feeling depressed or anxious or stressed out like more than usual and i just told him like because i felt like he was acting strangely and he went to counseling and he got on medication and he doesn't troll anymore hmm. i don't think it's as simple as just pop psychology one answer fits but i do think that this is somebody who clearly feels like they need an outlet and just for whatever reason something in their brain is messed up to where Stamp collecting can't be that outlet, right? <laughs> yeah. Working at the soup kitchen can't be that outlet. They want to scream at the world and they finally have a way to scream at somebody. Yeah. And one of the things that this woman said was that her husband was just so like calm and quiet and they only got in three fights during the nine years that they've been dating. And that to me, so like, look, man, I'm a, I'm snarky Jewish guy who spent the majority of his life in New York and <laughs> in big cities and I'm about to marry a, you know, a snarky Jewish lady. We fight. Yeah. And for me, I think that's, you know, we don't fight all the time, but we argue. And right. I think that's an it's essential healthy, part of a relationship. Yeah. If if you've only argued three times and she was like, we've only argued three times and it hasn't even been those really big arguments. I'm like, whoa, that guy's repressed. Hmm. I was like, that guy cannot express himself. Right. That yeah. cannot express himself. Something's happening there where he, the only way he can think to express himself is to go after people who are 100% weaker. Because he could, he could choose to troll horrible politicians. He could choose to right. troll. Well, people do. Yeah. All the time. He could be doing that, but he's not. He's choosing to troll teens and Reddit users. Well, even, even trolling like, the, the politician or the person in power, even that is a cowardly It's thing. a cowardly you, act. You, you, but you what, no, no, but what I'm saying is like, 
he's certainly not going after people with whom there is an axe to grind. Right. He's going after people who are weaker than him on purpose or he perceives as weaker than him. And is that yeah. narcissism? Like, what is that? And like, why do you need to get it out in that way? What would you do if you found out that like one of your really good friends or your fiance was doing shit like, like was perfectly like, because yeah. cause he's apparently totally fine in life, right? Yeah. But just once, really a, once a week me. would get on the computer and I mean, be there's like really fucked up to people that, you know, you hear about the people that like, you know, take pictures of their junk and send it to strangers or do some really bizarro stuff. And in a way, this doesn't seem as bizarro, but it almost is worse. It's almost worse of just like, I want to be this source of pain and darkness for someone. I want to make someone feel bad. Like that's how I make myself feel good. And that would truly disturb me, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, the thing that really bugs me out about it is it's so easy for things that you say, even when you have good intentions on the internet to be misconstrued as being sarcastic or angry or whatever that I'm like, you know, when you and I are talking or when I'm talking to somebody face to face, I'm I'm pretty like sarcastic and, and goofy and like mm-hmm. snarky and whatever. But when I'm doing written stuff on the internet, I'm very, very careful to not be misperceived because I understand the nebulousness right. of tone on the internet. If you try to be sarcastic with somebody who doesn't know you well enough, well, you've just seriously told them whatever you told, yeah. right? And so that's the thing. And so knowing that, And knowing that people go in knowing how fragile communication is online and just hurt people. Yeah, it's wrong. Use use something where it's the easiest way in the world to hurt people. Yeah. And and then specifically hurt people. It's both lazy and wrongheaded. I mean, I I end every episode of, of DLC, my video game show, with, you know, think about what you put out into the world, make it a better place. Yeah. I think both sentences are necessary. The first sentence being, you have to think. Think about what you're doing. Think about what you're putting out there. And I think that's kind of what you're, you're just talking about is that it's not enough to just have good intentions. You have to really consider how your actions, words, and uh, expression are reacted to by others, are accepted by others. Yeah. And I think it's a responsibility that we all have. Uh, yeah, I do too. And I think we think that so much of communication is the content of what we say. Yeah. But in reality, when we are looking at somebody or even speaking to somebody over the phone, there's so much that we, that our brain reads that we don't know. Yeah. Communication is probably 70% sound and body language, tone and body language. It's very little actually is the content of the message. And so when you strip all of those things that we depend upon away, and then and that's what technology is doing and that's what it does you really do you have to think about what you're putting out into the world you have yeah. to be even and i think people think about twitter and facebook in comment sections is just like here's the thought that came into my head boop 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 beep yeah because it's fast and it's easy and there's right. nobody to like there's nobody to look at and make eye, eye contact with but in reality it requires more thought yeah. You know, it's like when, totally. when you read an interview totally. with a comedian who's on Twitter and they're like, do you just like fire off a hundred million jokes now? And the, the comedian's like, no, I think more about my jokes. Yeah. I have a drafts folder that's probably eight versions of every tweet. Right. 
because now people can't see the face I'm making. People can't hear my intonation. Right. And you really, really have to be careful about everything you put out there. And when you, when you consciously put that thought in and calculate this will hurt. Yeah. Well, that's what's so disturbing is that this, it's not that this guy doesn't know what, what he's doing. He knows. He knows exactly what he's doing and he wants that reaction. He thrives on that reaction. And even when faced with his wife saying that's not acceptable, he's like, no, this is what I need to the point of if, if I have to leave the house to be able to continue this lifestyle, I'm willing to do it. I just yeah, can't that's so relate weird. to that guy. Yeah. In any no, way. I'm not, I'm not going to counseling. I'm not interested in stopping this. Yeah. I would rather sleep on a friend's couch and continue to leave angry comments on Reddit. That's a, that's cool, man. Yeah. You could have been a husband and a dad. That would have yeah. been a rad life. <laughs> Instead, why don't you just wallow in your pit of misery a little bit more? Yeah. Why don't you be normal like the rest of us? I don't do that on the internet. I just kill stray cats in the neighborhood. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, it makes me feel so good. We have too many of them. How do you guys communicate online and, and not even trolling? I would love to know how many people just leave. Like, do you allow yourself to leave angry comments? Do you allow yourself to leave rude comments? I would love to hear. How much thought do you guys put into your communication? Let us know. Uh, we're on Twitter. I'm at A Carboni. And I'm at Jeff Canada. And uh, hey, if you are enjoying the show, why not go ahead and rate and review it on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to it if it has a rating and reviewing sort of functionality to it because that really, really helps us out. And please don't troll us as a joke because we won't get it. Yeah, we won't get it and we won't be into it and you'll just get blocked and that's not cool. (laughs) That's not cool. We could be pals. This could be us, but you play it.